And we get to check in now with Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch for our weekly City Hall update. How are you today, Mayor? Doing well. Glorious morning. We are definitely enjoying these, uh, finally, fall days, for sure. Well, hopefully this will stay for the rest of the month. Well... So, <laughs> the end of the month was so-so, but we'll, uh, we'll take this stuff for sure. Well, it certainly is good for us, you know, so many outdoor activities that folks are trying to get in this time of year. So uh, Athletics has started up again, so it's sure. been, a, been a challenge for sure. Um, but one thing the weather did uh, smile on was the uh, opening yesterday of the... Uh, Tunnel to Towers 9-11 exhibits. Yes, actually it was a perfect day for that. Um, so pleased to have that here in our city. I was escorted in by our police and fire departments because we had the large flag draped. And, uh, it's just a, um, it's such a somber feeling to see it pull in, and it brings back all the memories of that awful day uh, 22 years ago. And uh, But it, it's, it's also important that we do these things to remember you know, the, the school kids uh, were all, but they weren't born yet. So I know we got a number of students from some of our grades going to be going through the exhibit. And, uh, of course, we we did uh, see and, and honor uh, a couple of the Connors brothers. Kevin Connors was lost in one of the towers, and their brother, his brothers Doug and Bill were there yesterday, and I know they were quite moved by it. We also had lost Sue McElhaney McKay. Uh, in the, she was in one of the planes, so it was... You know, when you touch home like that, an event like that, 3,000 people, two from Quincy, and they actually lived on the same street at one point when they were young. Um, hmm. It's it's pretty remarkable. But another reminder how we got to stay vigilant as a nation, um, you know, peace through strength, and certainly reminder that there are people around this world that are evil, and um, they don't like the freedoms that we enjoy, and they'll do anything to disrupt it, so got to continue to stay vigilant. And, and I also, you know, when I think back of that, that day, I know I said at the firehouse the other day, but it, it's the aftermath. It's what happens after the goodness of the people of this country, uh, whether it was the actions of our, our police and firefighters who knew going in that building, they may not be coming out um, to, to rescue people. You know, the, the young men and women going to the recruiting stations to sign up for the military following it because we were under attack. What was declared technically on terrorism? Um, you know, the church is being full, um, people are providing food and clothing. I mean, just people stepped up big time and it just shows you we're still a, uh, a nation of good, good people. Yeah, and, and uh, it's important to mention, too, that any um, uh, d- donations donations to this exhibit will go toward first responders and families of the victims of, of 9-11, too. That's exactly right, and it is donations. There's no admission charge. Exactly, yeah. So that's, uh, let's see, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, through this Saturday, correct? I don't know if it goes till 7 on Saturday, but it's definitely uh, 11 to 7 today, tomorrow, Friday. Saturday might be a little short hours, but okay. we can check the website. Sure, very good. Very good. Uh, can we talk a little bit, Mayor, about uh, an ordinance uh, that was introduced at this week's City Council meeting uh, regarding the creation of a congregate over 55 housing overlay district? Certainly. Um, I had, actually had a conversation with the college president uh, last week before I introduced this measure. Um, and, you know, the whole Migrant Welcome Center has raised some concerns about the future of the college and and uh, should the college cease to exist, what happens to that, that land? Now, I think the college is going to be there a long time, and I certainly hope they will. They've been a good neighbor for over 100 years. Uh, but if that day should come, I think it's smart for us to plan and uh, one of the things I do here out in the public is that we need more 
housing for 55 and over. I don't disagree with that. I think we need more housing for every category, quite frankly. But this is uh, this is obviously a, a very residential neighborhood, and um, wouldn't want to see a developer come in and, and get crazy and something there if that day should come. So the idea was to create the 55 and over overlay district, therefore create um, uh, if it should happen, some kind of a development that would respect the neighborhood that would be geared toward our, our older folks in the community. You know, there's people that I know that they want to unload the house, but they have nowhere to go. Um, you know, they'd rather go somewhere that they're comfortable with their age bracket. And we really don't have much of that in Quincy, and that's, that's a challenge. So, uh, you know, more folks that would do that, that frees up the bigger homes for families. It's kind of what the evolution usually is on the housing side. So uh, it's very challenging right now all across the board with very little inventory uh, up there for sale. So I, I think it, it controls the destiny of that property and sets the stage for something very positive should that day come. What is the, the current zoning uh, of that property? Probably a combination of residence A, which is single family. Uh, there could be some uh, some. I know there's two families in that area, but they're probably uh, non-conforming to residence A, but it, it, uh, it could be a little bit of a combination because it's a good-sized property. So how would it actually work, Mayor? Would, this, would, the, would the college sell the property to a developer, or would the city purchase it? How would that actually work? It, it, it could be a number of ways, quite frankly, Joe. It just it sets the stage for if it was a developer, it was a college, if it was a city with a developer, the college with a developer. It's just a stage for what can happen there mm-hmm. if they wanted to do something there. Um, so, um, you know, the devil's always in the details, but it sets the stage for uh, 55 and over should the college cease to exist. And, um, you know, it probably would be a private developer, maybe in conjunction with the college, maybe in conjunction with the city. Uh, or perhaps the the college cuts back some of the property um, to stay afloat and, um, you know, some parcels are created for 55 and over. Who knows, you know? But it does create that overlay district, which um, I think is extremely important right now. How much, how much property are we talking about? I don't know the acreage off the top of my head, Joe. Okay. I mean, I've driven around that neighborhood a long time. and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's just, I mean, they've sold off a number of single families yeah. over the years. Uh, but there's significant property down there when you when you see the backside with all the uh, parking lots, the tennis court, the ball field, um, and uh, a number of buildings on the on the main campus. So it's uh, it's significant, especially for Quincy, a built-out city. Mm-hmm. Would it would it require that over 55 housing be built if this were to pass? Yes, it would, and it would it pre- prevent any other kind of kind of development there. Yes. Okay. Would this need a state approval as well? I don't believe so. Okay. It's a local option. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. No problem. Uh, I know there was a community meeting last, I think it was Thursday evening, uh, regarding the new Squantum Elementary School, Mayor. Yes, uh, it was was great. We had about 125 people from Squantum. Um, It was interesting because there was a number of uh, older folks that do not have kids in the school anymore, but uh, love the idea, and they want to make sure we preserve some of the memories of the old Squantum School, and uh, it was interesting. So um, it was a good meeting. We we took uh, comments about existing conditions. Joe, we we hadn't drawn up any specific uh, building designs yet. We wanted to get feedback from the community, like what is, okay, what's happening today, mm-hmm. in addition to our studies about, you know, like pickup and drop-off and how the traffic flows. Uh, are there any other challenges like drainage and uh, those types of things. And uh, so it was kind of a listening session. 
we walk through the process by which we follow with the school building authority and explain folks uh, about that. We introduce the architectural team, the city team, the OPM, and uh, kind of walk through the steps. So um, we'll be back to them, to the community, with probably some design stuff within the next few months because um, there are a number of milestones we have to meet with the SBA process as well. So for the new school, when people listening, school building authority, uh, we finally were invited in. We've done this will be our fourth school in Quincy. And the importance of that is that we get um, pretty good state reimbursement for the building. In a case like this, it should be somewhere in the mid-60s uh, reimbursement on, on the new school, which is tremendous. And that was done years ago by the legislature, adding the penny to the sales tax that goes right into a fund to really see new school construction across the state. Sure. So we're grateful for uh, Treasurer Goldberg and our legislative team for their help and we have a lot of work ahead of us. Curious, Mayor, about the um, the uh, City Council this week introduced a resolve regarding the Municipal Aggregation Program um, to help lower energy rates here in the city. How does that program actually work? It essentially, would, uh, everybody in the city would go into one pot. Uh, what happens over the years, Joe, is, is um, you know, you have obviously National Grid's the provider, but there's a lot of under the law deregulation. All there's a lot of other folks out there, um, and uh, seniors get scammed all the time from companies calling the switch, telling they'll save money. It actually costs more. Yeah. So this would be an approach where we everybody uh, they can opt out, but everyone goes in initially, and it drives down the cost purely be, because of the volume we would have to work with. Um, and it's something that the state law allows, but it's got to be approved by by DPU, and we've been waiting. Uh, a few years now, um, I'm going to have a conversation with Governor Healy to see what she can do to speed up the process, because uh, I do think it's a good thing. It protects consumers. So do consumers purchase their energy from the city or from the utility? Or how does, I mean, I'm, I'm kind it of, would be, it, it would be through, through the, the entity with the city, mm-hmm. um, and then we negotiate with, uh, with National Grid or, or other providers, but it, it's, um, it, it's, it would be, and it's been proven, it would be a savings. It's not this empty promise that these mm-hmm. people make, calling folks at home and seniors and promise in the world, and they end up paying more, yeah. and they get caught into one of these contracts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they come door-to-door door sometimes, yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. yep. Okay. That's a reminder, too. For those seniors that are listening out there, Joe, mm-hmm. I know we've had, over the last couple of years, a number of seniors get scammed, whether it's someone's going to do their driveway over, they're yep. going to fix their roof, they... They ask for X amount of money right up front, and they never see them again. Yes. Um, so I, I remind people to uh, please check in with the city if, and do not jump on something. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. Yeah. And uh, the building department, you can always call to check on somebody's reputation if they have the appropriate building licenses mm-hmm. and so forth. Uh, but I just encourage people to please pay attention to that. Absolutely. It's a great reminder for, for all of us, um, but especially seniors who can be vulnerable. Understand Absolutely. you had a visit uh, this week, Mayor, from uh, the Emerald Isle. We did indeed. Um, as you may recall, we we have a a exchange program with uh, Cork County, and Tim Cahill coordinated a visit from the officials from Cork, um, the Mayor of Cork, and members of their council uh, came over, and uh, we had a great chat yesterday for, for about an hour. Uh, we exchanged some. Uh, I gave them John Adams coins and, and <laughs> Abigail Adams letter books and nice uh, memorabilia from the city of Quincy and 
uh, in return. They gave me uh, a little painting of a little footbridge in Ireland. It's one of the oldest in the in Europe. Hmm. It's this stone footbridge. So, uh, but it was great. It was a great opportunity to reconnect. Uh, I saw all these people when I was there just before the pandemic. We got out of Ireland just before they shut Ireland down. That's right. Uh, at that time, so um, so we've lost some traction, but now we're back on uh, you know back getting together and meeting and, and see what kind of economic exchanges we can make that benefits both sides. Very good. Always a pleasure, Mayor, to get an update from you, and I uh, wish you uh, enjoying this beautiful weather. You also. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Bye-bye.